Section number 34 of the Children's Wonder Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Children's Wonder Book, Snowy Peter, by Susan Coolidge. The weather was very cold, though it was not Christmas yet, and to the great delight of the Kane children, December had brought an early and heavy fall of snow. Older people were sorry. They grieved for the swift vanishing of the lovely Indian summer, for the blighting of the last flowers, chrysanthemums, snowberries, bittersweet, and for the red leaves so pretty but a few days since which were now blown about and battered by the strong wind but the children wasted no sympathy on either leaves or berries a snowstorm seemed to them just then better than anything that ever grew on bush or tree and they reveled in it all the long afternoon without a thought of what it had cost the world it was a deep snow. It lay over the lawn six inches on a level. In the hollow by the fence the drifts were at least two feet deep. There was no lack of building material. Therefore, when Reggie proposed that they should all go to work and make a fort, such a wonderful fort as it turned out to be, it had walls and bastions and holes for cannon. It had cannon, too all made of snow it had a gateway just like a real fort and a flagstaff and a flag the staff was a tall slender column of snow and they poured water over it and it froze and became a long pole of glittering ice the flag had a swallow tail and was icy too reggie had been in new london and newport the summer before he had seen real fortifications and knew how they should look under his direction the little ones built a glacis some of you will know what that is the steep slippery grass slope which lies beneath the fort walls and is so hard to climb this glacis was harder yet snow is better than grass for defensive purposes if only it would last now let's make the soldiers shouted little paul as the last shovelful of snow was spread on the glasses and smoothed down oh paul we can't there won't be time said emma the biggest girl glancing apprehensively at the sun which was nearing the edge of the sky it must be five o'clock and nurse will call us almost right away oh bother i wish the days weren't so short said paul discontentedly let's make one man anyway just for a sentry you know there ought to be a sentry to take care of the fort can't we emma yes only we must hurry the small crew precipitated itself on the drift none of them were cold for exercise had warmed their blood the little ones gathered great snowballs and rolled them up to the fort, while the big ones shaped and molded. 
in a wonderfully short time the man was completed eye nose and all and the gun in his hand a pipe was put into his mouth and an old hat on his head emma curled his hair a little susan sunflower as the round-faced younger girl was called for fun patted and smoothed his cheeks and forehead with her warm little hands they made boots for him and a coat with buttons on the tail pocket he was a beautiful man indeed just as the last touch was given a window opened and nurse's head appeared the very thing the children had been dreading come children come in to supper she called out across the snow it's nearly half past five you ought to have come in half an hour ago miss susan stop working in that snow nasty cold stuff you'll catch your death master reggie make the little boys hurry please there was never any appeal from nurse freeman's decisions least of all now when papa and mamma were both away and she ruled the house as its undisputed autocrat even reggie on the verge of twelve dared not disobey her she was english and a marionette and had been in charge of the children all their lives but she was kind as well as strict and they loved her reluctantly the little troop prepared to go they picked up the shovels and baskets for nurse freeman was very particular about fetching things in and putting them in their places they took a last regretful look at their fort paul climbed the wall for one more jump down little harry indulged in a final slide across the glasses susan sunflower stroked the sentinel's hand good night snowy peter said reggie good night snowy peter they all cried in chorus for that was the name they had agreed upon for their soldier then they ran across the lawn in a long scurrying line like a little convoy of birds there was a scraping of feet on the porch the side door closed with a bang and they were gone left to himself snowy peter stood still in his place beside the gateway of the fortification snowy men usually do stand still at least till the time comes for them to melt and run away so there was nothing strange in that what was singular was that about an hour after the children left him when dusk had closed in over the house and the leafless trees and fort kane had grown a vague dim shape he slowly turned his head it was as though the fingers of little susan had communicated something of their warmth and fullness of life to the poor senseless figure while working over it and this influence was beginning to take effect he turned his head and looked in the direction of the house all was dark except for the hall lamp below which shone through the glass panes above the door and for two windows in the second story of which streamed a strong yellow light these were the windows of the nursery where at that moment the children were eating their supper snowy peter remained for a time in motionless silence looking at the window then his body slowly began to turn following the movement of his head 
he lifted one stiff ill-shaped foot and moved a step forward then he lifted the other and took another step his left arm dangled uselessly the right hand held out the gun which paul had made and which was of the most curious shape the tracks which he left in the snow as he crossed the lawn resembled the odd waddling tracks of a flat-footed elephant as much as anything else it took him a long long time to cross the space over which the light feet of the children had run in two minutes each step seemed to cost him a mighty effort the right leg would quiver for a moment then wave wildly to and fro then with a sort of galvanic jerk project itself and the whole body with a pitch and lurch would plunge forward heavily till brought up again in an upright position by the advanced leg after that left leg would take its turn and the process be repeated there was no spring no subtle play to the joints in fact snowy peter had no joints his young creators had left them out when constructing him at last he reached the wall of the house and stood beneath the windows where the yellow light was burning this had been the goal of his desires but alas now that he had attained the coveted position he could not look in at the windows he was far too short desperation lent him energy a stout lattice was nailed against the house up which in summer a flowering clematis twinned and clustered seizing this snowy peter began to climb up one bar after another he slowly and painfully went lifting his heavy feet and clinging tightly with his poor stiff hands his gun stock snapped in the middle his hat sustained many contusions even his nose had more than one hard knock but he had the heart of a hero whom neither danger nor difficulty nor personal inconvenience can deter and at last his head was on a level with the nursery window still it was a pleasant sight that met his eyes no one had slept in the nursery since paul had grown big enough for a bed of his own and though it kept his old name it was in reality only a big cheerful upstairs sitting-room where lessons could be studied meals taken and nurse freeman sit and do her mending and always be on hand for anyone who wanted her now that mr and mrs kane were absent the downstairs rooms looked vacant and dreary and the children spent all their evenings in the nursery from preference a large fire burned briskly in the ample grate a kettle hissed and bubbled on the hob on the round table where the lamp stood was a row of bright little tin basins just emptied of the smoking hot bread and milk which was the usual nursery supper nurse was cutting slices from a big brown loaf and buttering them with nice yellow butter there was also some gingerbread and by way of special and particular treat a pot of strawberry jam to which paul at that moment was paying attention 
he had scooped out such an enormous spoonful as to attract the notice of the whole party and just as snowy peter raised his white staring eyes above the sill reggie called out hello i say leave a little of that for somebody else will you piggy wiggy remarked harry indignantly and it's your second help too master paul i'm surprised at you observed nurse freeman severely taking the big spoonful away from him there that's quite enough and she put half the quantity on the edge of his plate and gave the other half to susan that's not fair remonstrated paul when i've been working so hard and it's so cold and when i like jam so and when it's so awfully good besides jam what is jam thought snowy peter he pressed his cold nose closer to the glass we all worked hard paul said elma and we all like jams as much as you do may i have some more dursey i wonder how poor snowy peter feels all alone out there in the garden said susan sunflower he must be very cold poor fellow ho he doesn't mind it declared paul with his mouth full of bread and jam oh yes i do i mind it very much murmured snowy peter to himself but he had no voice with which to make an outward noise wouldn't you come out and see him to-morrow nursey went on susan he's the best man we ever made he's quite beautiful he's got a pipe and a hat and curly hair and buttons on his coat i'm sure you'll like him snowy peter reared himself straighter on the lattice he was proud to hear himself thus commended if he could only talk and walk he'd be just as good as a live person really he would nursey said alma wouldn't it be fun if he could we'd bring him in to tea and he'd sit by the fire and warm his hands and it would be such fun he'd melt fast enough in this warm room observed reggie while nurse freeman added that's nonsense miss alma how could a man like that walk and i don't want no nasty snow images in my nursery melting and slopping up the carpet snowy peter listened to this conversation with a painful feeling at his heart he felt lonely and forlorn no one really liked him to the children he was only a thing to be played with and joked about nurse freeman called him a nasty snow image but though he was hurt and troubled in his spirit the warm bright nursery the sound of laughter and human voices even the fire that foam most fatal of all to things made of snow had an irresistible attraction for him he could not bear the idea of returning to his cold post of duty beside the lonely fort and under the wintry midnight sky so he still clung to the lattice and looked in at the window with his unwinking eyes and a great longing to be inside and to sit down by the cheerful fire and be treated with kindness took possession of him but what is the use of such ambitions in a snowman 
long long he clung to the lattice and lingered and looked in he saw the two little ones when first the sandman began to drop his grains into their eyes and noticed how they struggled against the sleepy influence and tried to keep awake he saw nurse freeman carry them off and presently fetch them back in their flannel nightgowns to say their prayers beside the fire snowy peter did not know what it meant as they knelt with their heads in nursie's lap and their pink toes curled up in the glow of the heat but it was a pretty sight to see and he liked it after they were taken away for the second time he watched alma as she studied her geography lesson for the morrow while reggie did sums on his slate and paul played at checkers with susan sunflower snowy peter thought he should like to do sums and he was sure it would be nice to play checkers and jump squares and chuckle and finally beat as paul did alas checkers are not for snowmen paul went to bed when the game was ended and susan and a little later the other two followed then nurse freeman raked out the fire and put ashes on top and blew the lamps out and went away herself leaving the nursery dark and silent except for a dim glow from the ash-smothered grate and the low ticking of the clock some time after she departed when the lights in the other windows had all been extinguished and the house was as dark inside as the night was outside snowy peter raised his hand and pushed gently at the sash it was not fastened and it opened easily and without much noise then a heavy leg was thrown over the sill and stiffly and painfully the snow soldier climbed into the room he wanted to feel what it was like to sit in a chair beside a table as human beings sit and he was extremely curious about the fire alas he could not sit he was made to stand but not to bend when he tried to seat himself his body lay in a long inclined plane with the shoulder blades resting on the back of the chair and the legs sticking out straight before him an attitude which was not at all comfortable the chair creaked beneath him and tipped dangerously it was with difficulty that he got again into his natural position and he trembled with fear in every limb it had been a narrow escape a fine thing it would have been if i had fallen over and not been able to get on my feet again he thought how that terrible old woman would have swept me up in the morning then cautiously and timidly he put his finger into the nearly empty jam-pot rubbed it round till a little of the sweet stickly juice adhered to it and raised it to his lips it had no taste to him jam was a human joy in which he could not share and he heaved a deep sigh drops began to stand on his forehead though there was so little fire left the room was much warmer than the outer air and snowy peter had begun to melt a great and sudden fear took possession of him 
as fast as his heavy limbs would allow he hastened to the window it was a great deal harder to go down the lattice than to climb up it and twice he almost lost his footing but at last he stood safely on the ground the window he left open he had no strength left for extra exertion with increasing difficulty he stumbled across the lawn to his old position beside the gateway of the fort a sense of duty had sustained him thus far for a sentry must be found at his post but when at least he was there all power seemed to desert his limbs little susan's warm fingers had perhaps put just so much life into him and no more as would enable him to do what he had done as a clock can run but its appointed course of hours and must then stop his head turned no longer in the direction of the house his eyes looked immovably forward the straight stiff hand held out the broken gun two o'clock sounded from the church steeple three four the earliest dawn crept slowly into the sky it brought into a soft pink flush a sudden wind rose and stirred and as if quickened by its impulse up came the yellow sun smoke began to curl from the house chimneys doors opened voices sounded but still snowy peter did not move why what is this cried nurse freeman hurrying into the nursery from her bedroom which was near how come this window to be open i left the fire covered up a purpose that my dears might have a warm room to breakfast in it's as cold as a barn must be that careless maria she's no head and no thoughtfulness that girl maria denied the accusation but nurse was not convinced windows did not open without hands she justly observed but what hands opened this particular window nurse freeman never never knew presently another phenomenon claimed her attention there on the carpet close to the table where the jam pot stood was a large slop of water it marked the spot where the snowman had begun to melt the night before it's the snow the children brought in on their boots suggested maria boots cried nurse freeman incredulously boots when i changed them myself and put on their warm slippers she shook her head portentously as she wiped up the slop there's something unaccountable in it all she said so there was but it was a great deal more unaccountable than nurse freeman suspected when the children ran out after lessons to play in their fort their time for wonderment came how oddly snowy peter looked not at all as he did the day before his figure had somehow grown rubbed and shabby the buttons were gone from his coat-tails the gun they had taken such pains with was broken in two where was the other half what's that on his finger demanded elma it looks as if it were bleeding it was the juice of the strawberry jam paul first tasted delicately with the tip of his tongue then he boldly bit the finger off and swallowed it 
why what made you do that asked the others jam was the succinct reply jam impossible how could our snowman get at any jam it couldn't be that tastes like it anyway remarked paul i can't think what has happened to spoil him so said emma plaintively do you think a loose horse could have got into the yard during the night see how the snow is trampled down hello look here shouted reggie this is the queerest thing yet there's the other half the gun sticking out halfway up the clematis frame it must have been a horse said alma who having once settled on the idea found it hard to give it up it couldn't be anything else oh yes it could it was no horse it was me said snowy peter in the depths of his being where a little warmth still lingered he was very ugly now i think see how he's melted all along his shoulder and his hair has got out of curl and his nose is awful pronounced susan sunflower let's pull him to pieces and make a nicer man oh oh groaned snowy peter with a final effort of consciousness his inward sufferings did not affect his features in the least and no one suspected that he was feeling anything paul knocked the pipe out of his mouth with a snowball harry with a great push rolled him over the crisp snow parted and flew the children hurrahed and in three minutes he was a shapeless mass and nobody ever knew or guessed how for a few brief hours he had lived the life of a human being being agitated by hope and moved by desire so ended snowy peter and his sole mourner was little susan who remarked after all he was nice before he got spoiled and i wish nursey had seen him end of section 34 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc